Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Blessed by the unconquered sun with incredible powers, our exalted circle seeks promised treasure of a forgotten age. Join Joaquim as Karal Fire Orchid, Adam as Fakakun, Slavic as I Selekamu, Mitch as Wolfer, and Becca as our storyteller, as they see what's in store for them in the Tomb of Dreams. You can follow us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM and Facebook at Twin Cities by Night to stay up to date with our podcast releases. There you'll also find an invite to join our Discord chat. We'd love to see you there. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. Enjoy. Suma takes you back through the jungle that's kind of on part of this island volcano, and you make your way back to that black basalt beach. And she starts walking straight into the ocean to the point where the waves completely go over her head. Should we follow or just go for it? Very well. Then Fire Orchid will slowly, you know, and somewhat nervously walk towards the uh, water and follow after the Suma. Because of the raging storm, the waves kind of push you back a little bit, but not as much as you would expect. You continue to push your way through, and finally you get to the point where you go underwater, take that last big breath, but it's completely warm and serene, almost like a dream of the ocean. You continue to walk down, and and finally like you give, you give out that last breath, and you realize you can actually breathe under this water. Your clothes billow behind you as you walk forward and down into an abyssal plain filled with a dense kelp forest. And before long, all of you stand at the edge of the oceanic trench. Suma was there waiting for the four of you. She kind of just smiles and gestures downwards and I'll see you at the bottom. And she begins to just jump off the ledge and slowly starts to fall down. I follows. Faka tries to do a very elegant dive down. Bolfer says fuck it and does a cannonball. Fire Orchid would just simply step off the edge and just drop down without any fancy uh, diving. Love it. I love it. As you descend down, you realize that this is a much slower pace as you are underwater, and you begin to lose yourself in a daze. You see where the lava flows down and continues to glow, refusing to harden off to, at this point, your left. Looking down, you see the shattered ruins of a green bronze temple surrounded by thermal vents that light the ocean floor with a dull orange glow as they pump sulfuric smoke upward. Columns of rock rise up around the temple and meet you as you descend. They are carved with pre-human language in the demon's tongue and some of these columns have fallen to the ocean floor or are balanced precariously against each other and you see that as you continue to get closer to these this ocean floor here the temple 
seems to be the start of a rocky maze behind it. And behind that maze, you see a massive bulk slowly shifting in the water. But it's too far to really see any definite. It's, it's just a more darkness over there because of the distance. You land next to the ruins temple. It has no doors and its entrance stands open to you. Inside is a large circular gathering area. You're not sure what the floor was because it's completely been buried by sand. Your eyes are drawn to the center where in a circle, weapons are perfectly balanced and adorn pedestals. You can feel each of them call out to you. Or specifically, you have one that calls out to you specifically. And behind this circle of smaller artifacts, there is a large power bow that is adorning a mantle of sorts. And that one is made of blue and green jade and strung with a single star metal wire. As for the the weapons and artifacts on the pedestals around, you see several diclaves, you see a dire lance, you see an infinite chakram, which is a thrown weapon, as well as a sky cutter, which is essentially a boomerang. Tell me more about those diclaves. For the diclaves, there's one that's made out of orbicalcum, which is the gold, a golden substance, and it's inlaid with black jade patterns. It is a straight sword. Another one of the diclaves is a chopping weapon that's very brutish in nature, is about four feet long and a foot wide, and it's majority made out of green jade. The blunt edge is soul steel in the shape of a spinal column, which curves into the haft. You get the impression of an enormous cleaver off of that one. Definitely it's, evil. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. The last diclave is a long, thin, curved blade with a single cutting edge. It's made simply out of orticalcum and has a mirror polished sheen. Is there one that might reach, speak to you specifically, Volfer? Yeah, Volfer likes the one with the black jade inlay. So you... Cuts you coming re- and going. You reach to pick it up and you know innately that you have to attune to it. And I will give you those stats after everybody else goes as well. You do know that that one is your weapon is called Deadwind. The Dire Lance is a tremendous two-handed spear with a six-foot haft of exotic wood set with star metal filigree and fitted with a foot-long blade of moon silver at its end. Though the moon silver is solid, it reflects light like the surface of a rippling pond. And that one is calling out to I specifically. All right. I tentatively takes it into his hands and sort of stares at it. Do you think this is the first time that he's seen such an artifact weapon before that was so close in what to, he uses for himself? Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, he's probably very new to this whole solar thing. I mean, there's like 100 or 200 solars in total, right? So, <clears throat> and he lived a very isolated life only like in his, with his family on his island. So he doesn't know many people. So he probably is actually. Is there a diclave that speaks to fire orchid? Orchid? Is a, so how many other, so how many diclaves are there? There's, there's currently two diclaves left. 
one that is a massive straight sword with ornacalcum inlaid with black jade. And the other one is a long, thin, curved blade. Hmm. Both of them are primarily made out of ornacalcum, again, which is a gold substance. Gold-looking. I think the first one, the... Uh, what was it? The... the... The massive straight sword? Yes. Yeah. You you get closer to it, and as you lay your hand on the hilt, you see that the black jade inlays are actually in the pattern of temptuous waves. You attune to it, and you realize that its name is Killing Tide. Got it. Cool. Fuck, Akun, you have two throwing options. The infinite chakram which is a razored ring of ornacalcum with white jade about a foot across. You get the feeling that if you were to throw this, it would come back to you. And then the sky cutter is a two-foot razored war boomerang of white and red jade inlaid with moon silver. You get the impression this would also return to your hand after you throw it. Fakakun would examine them both closely. Weighing out the uh, the possibilities in battle each one may have, and she's gonna pick up the chakram and kind of you know give it like a a feel, and it's just gonna feel right. And she's gonna she's gonna decide on that one. You attune to it, and you know innately that its name is called the Empty Sun. All right, give me just a moment to link you guys your new stats for the for the weapons. What's the name of my weapon again? Uh, I kind of missed it. I might not have said it, so my apologies. It is called no, Great Fang. Great Fang. Yeah. Okay, so as as you guys each pick up your own individual powerful artifact weapon, you realize that this is not the weapon that is being used as a binding force for the demon. And as that starts to occur to each of you individually, you kind of turn and you look at that power bow that's up on a mantle beyond this circle of weapons. You look around, but you don't see any arrows stocked. So it's not something that you can use immediately, but it's still an ancient, powerful artifact. And beyond the, the power bow itself, there are two long hallways that go further, probably into that maze-like structure of rocks that you saw as you were descending. What would you like to do? So uh, I feel like, we, first of all, we should see, like, you know, take the uh, power bow off its pedestal just, you know, so we could carry it somewhere. I'll sort of hand it off to, uh, you know, I and have them carry it. All right. I will put it on his shoulder. Uh, we do not have bows where I come from. Uh, trees are very rare. I've seen few of this kind before. They are powerful indeed when in the right hands. Craftsmanship on this one is truly magnificent. Vagakun will be admiring it. The uh, Her thief past kind of coming, you know, coming to the front. as she She looks at it and thinks about how valuable it might be even though that's not why she's here. As each of you are taking your time, you start to, it's, it's slight, but you start to feel a rumble, and then it gets, gets more and more, and Suma is becoming panicked. She's looking around, nervous. We, we should leave. 
before the monster finds us. Okay. Oh, monster? Oh, Ulfur. Yes, the, did you not see that mass in the distance? No, point it out to me. As all of you exit the temple and she goes to start pointing it out, she looks a little concerned because it's not like, it's just that big mass that you couldn't see the details, but it's moved. And she has, I mean, gone as as pale as a water god can, I would say. And that's when you guys feel an abrupt shaking as magma tentacles pop up from the ocean ground. There are four of them in to- total. And they are beginning to like swing down at all of you. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. That is eight for uh, Fire Orchid. Fulfur's going to be going on a six. Are you guys adding the plus three? Or was that your natural rolls? I added the plus three. I added the three. Okay, so eight yep. for Fire Orchid. Uh, ten. Six. That's, oh, sorry. No, you're good. Ten for total for Fakakun? Yes. And then I, what did you get? Eleven as last time. Excellent. Yeah, I used yeah. my excellency on it. Good choice, good choice. And sorry, as time did pass while you were descending, go ahead. <laughs> you're going to all have your moats back. All of your moats back. And I, you are leading off the charge. They're all four tentacles are kind of doing a semicircle around your group. You get the in- impression that it might be trying to herd you back towards the maze. And there's something. Oh, you are within short range of them. So I will pick up his new weapon, his Great Fang, and he'll do a withering attack by first he'll use the blunt end to sort of poke the tentacle away, and then he'll like quickly change it to the pointy end and just try to like make it back off. I like that. Go ahead and have a one-point stunt. All right. So my new weapon... How do the stats apply? Okay, so looking at it real quick. So you're still going to roll your dex plus melee. Oh yeah, I know that. Okay, but as for doing the withering damage, you see how it says withering and then five? Mm-hmm, yeah. So that, it's just... Yeah, that should be your damage pool period. I am double checking that though. Um, the ace, not the AC. Oh my goodness. The target number that you're trying to get is four. Okay. What's the accuracy of the weapon? Because so, I should add the accuracy of the weapon to a withering attack as well, right? Yes, you should. I mean, I can just use my harpoon's accuracy. Yeah, for now, that's the that's what I'm going with. And I need to beat a four, right? That is correct. So I'll use my excellent strike as well. Three mounts, automatic success, reroll ones. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I got a four. I am seeing three. Plus my excellent strike. Plus your excellent... Thank you. Thank you. All right. So you knock the tentacle out of the way as it's coming down to hit at you, and then you go to change the direction and it actually spear it, which does cause it to withdraw from the immediate close area that it's in. Go ahead and roll your damage. Its soak is nine. 
Okay, so that's that's five with the double to ten. Or wait, you don't double ten during damage, right? You during withering, yes. During decisive, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. So more. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. so five. Okay. Ooh, you have done a good job. It has um as it was retracting, it kind of basically hit every, all the other three tentacles, kind of knocking them off balance as well. It is Fakakun's turn. You almost crashed it. So I would like to do a um I would like to do a uh, a withering attack. So that's gonna be dex plus throne plus accuracy. And um how far away would you say that I am? You're currently at short range. Short range, okay. So that's gonna be plus three. Alright, so that's thirteen for my roll here. Let me uh let me give that a roll one sec. Did you want to stunt it at all? Oh yeah, actually I do want to stunt. Okay, so I'm gonna um, take the infinity chakra. I'm I'm taking I should call it by its name. I'm taking the empty sun, and I'm sort of it's spinning around my arm like a hula hoop, and I'm kind of spinning myself as well. And it's almost like I'm about to like hurdle it, but the the thing itself is revolving. I'm revolving, and uh, that's going to be my stunt. I like it. One point stunt. So that's an extra two to your pool. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's going to be 15 dice. And um, if I have an excellency in something, how does that that work? For every moat that you spend, you can give yourself another die. The the moats would be moats you spend extra to give yourself the extra die. Okay, right. Okay. So you could double your pool, which I think for Fakakun, melee plus throne is 10. Yeah. Okay, so you could add 10 more dice if you wanted to. Okay, yeah, I'm definitely, yeah, I want to do that, actually. Cool. So if I did that right, that gives me 25 to roll. That is correct. Your your difficulty is going to be four. Your difficulty is going to be three as all the tentacles, one hit the other three, and it's kind of making them more evasive-y as they're just kind of doing weird, weird motions. Ooh, you got two tens there. All right, seven. I counted eight. Oh, you counted eight? Okay. Yeah. And then trying to think if there's something else. You didn't have any automatics. To say. Okay, so yeah, eight totally hits. You have a threshold of five. So you're going to take the damage from the infinite, the empty sun, which is for Fakakun, is 12. You're going to add five to that. And then you are going to minus nine. And that will be your damage pool. Four. Excellent. All right, so you have crashed the tentacles which means that you get extra initiative for doing so. You're up to 18. Fire Orchid, it is now your turn. Okay, so I am also going to make a, another weathering attack. And how close are, like, like what's around us? So the, 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 the magma tentacles and what else is around us? So there's the sand for the ground. You have these rock pillars that are around you, lots of broken pieces of rock. The temple itself is also kind of around, um, which is, it's made out of metal. All there right, is, so... There is I'm one go- more note. There's oh, also the cliffside nearby. All right, so I Fire Orchid is going to try and uh, you know, use the uh, one of the nearby rocks to sort of, as like a launch, like a ramp to run off of and sort of launch itself at the uh, tentacles, swinging her uh, killing tide weapon. I like right. a two-point stunt. So that means you get two extra dice plus a willpower point. All right. 
So yeah, that's 10 withering. So that's how many dies? They're not going to be hard to hit because they're the difficulty right now is well. We'll say four as it's trying to like dodge out of the way of all of you. So that's the D ten. That was a ten, and then the two from the stunt, seven total. So that's two tens. That's nine. Plus the automatic willpower point, you have ten. Yeah, so that's ten. Yes. Okay. You fire orchid. You come in. You do your attack. That's your weapon damage plus. I think I said four. So you get to add six to your weapon damage and then minus nine from the total. So yeah, that's 15 plus six and 21. That's 11. Well, that's four. All these dice and only only those successes. Okay. Um, It is already crashed, so you don't get a bonus for that. But your initiative does go up to 12. Yay! All right. It is Volfer's turn as... Fire Orchid has launched herself at one of the tentacles, slicing it up completely. Like, it's not like these tentacles are coming up specifically from the ground. It's like they kind of burrowed underneath and popped up. So they keep kind of getting pushed back as you guys go in and keep attacking it. How far from Volfer is the nearest tentacle? Short range. What does that mean in terms of distance in, like, freedom units? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You can reflexively move up to it. To get yourself into close, which is what you need to do in order to do melee combat. Okay. Yeah, he'll take a he'll step up to it and he will he will take an excellent strike swing at it with his brand spanking new deadwind. I'll assume the same accuracy as his chopping sword for now. That is correct. And you are also doing a withering attack? Uh what's the initiative? of the tentacles at this point. Negative seven. You could reasonably do, as a dawn cast, you could do a decisive attack, and you, as a dawn cast, get reset to four instead of three. Yeah, I think I'll do a decisive attack on this guy. I'm just trying to plot out how I'm going to do it. So I'll use excellent strike, and then I'll use fire and stone strike, assuming that it hits. But I will also use an excellency, so it looks like your pool's eight for base. So eight for base, plus an additional eight for the excellency. Okay, so Volfer is going to, as fast as he can underwater, realizing that we're underwater, he's going to dash towards the nearest tentacle, heave his new diclave as powerfully as he can into it, attempting to carve it away from itself while gurgling a war cry into the ocean. Probably sounds something like a murloc. I super love that. And and because of that, (laughs) I'm going to give you the three-point stunt. (laughs) Uh, Which means that you get, you still get the two dice. You also get two willpower, which can go over your, so you can bank that extra willpower point. um, And you can spend one of them to get an automatic success. Which I will do. So I've got two automatic successes plus 18 dice. 10s count as two successes, right? On the to hit, but not on the damage. 12 successes to hit. Okay, so you got a surplus. You can bring over... 14 plus the two automatic successes. (laughs) Okay, because of your fire and brimstone charm, you can bring three uh, Three. threshold successes from that over to your attack. 
That's fine. And so damage is 17 plus three. So that's 20 dice of damage minus their soak. No, no. So on decisive, you use your initiative. So in this case, okay. you get six plus three. Six plus, okay. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have any soak. So there's, I mean, it's that solid nine dice. Okay. Yep. Okay. So nine dice. One success. <laughs> You're able to cleave through the tentacle halfway as magma starts to spill out and you have to kind of jump back from it. Otherwise, you might get burnt a little bit. And it looks wounded, but as a whole, as a unit, the tentacles are still looking good. That's Volfer's turn. You reset to four. And now it's the monster's turn. This only affects one person. All right, Volfer. (laughs) I'm picking on you, mostly because you did damage to it. You see the tentacle kind of surge. There's lava spilling out of it for its blood, essentially, but then it also just surges more, as you can see the the lava turn from a orange-reddish color to a bright yellow, and then it begins to come directly down on you for a full slam. As that's coming, like you can kind of feel the whoosh of the water around you pulling away. And as it makes contact with the ocean floor, like the sand spurts up in a cloud. Would you like to dodge or parry? Fulfur's going to parry with his diclave. Is it going to be one of those, like you turn it to the flat and you're just there holding it? I'm going to spend essence on melee on it. So okay, I'll spend four essence on this one. So that's what, an additional two parry? Okay. So as it comes down, Volfer is going to have one hand on the hilt of the sword, one hand on the flat of the blade. Except he's not just going to hold it. He's going to try to hold it and push it off to one side so it lands in the sand next to him. So that would bump his parry up to nine. It brings down the force of this tentacle upon you. And you have that moment where it starts, you easily stop it. And then it starts to apply pressure. And as it does that, that's when you push it off to the side and just completely thunks down. So you can feel the ground around around you rumble as it misses you. That is the start of a new round. So everybody get five boats back. And we're going to start off with Fakakun. Faka, you have 18 initiative. At this point, I highly recommend everybody, except for probably Volfer, doing decisive damage. Yeah, I'm definitely going in for a decisive attack. Let me just pull out my cheat sheet. All right, so I'm going to do dex plus throne. And let me roll it in the right room this time, too. Uh, Four. You definitely make contact. We totally forgot the stunt. Oh, yeah, I forgot the stunt. That's okay. This one, uh, she was a little bit rushed, and she didn't really add any flair. Gotcha. I like it. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. So um, four does hit. So it says roll damage dice equals current initiative. Yes. Okay. So I'm just trying to figure out where I was at last time. 10? You are currently at 18. Oh, I'm at 18. Okay. Let her rip. Uh, five, I think. Uh, five. And then what do I minus? So that was your that was your damage. Yeah. Did I miss a step there? No, you didn't. As far as okay. I'm... I can tell. So because tens don't count as two on this one, it's only four. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I don't expect you guys to remember all the little details. So, because there was no stunt described, I'll 
add my flair onto this. Fakakun quickly releases her empty sun at the tentacles, and it goes from the tentacle that Volfer hurt, cuts that, and then it swings across to the other three, damaging each one in turn. They all start to ooze lava blood into the sand, and it, as a unit, is looking pretty hurt. That leaves us with I. All right, so I will say it's time to finish this as he takes Great Fang in both of his arms and starts spinning it, creating a whirlwind of water. And then I send it at the tentacles and I sort of hide behind the whirlpool and then I just start stabbing them like really quickly. Love it. That's so cool. I'm going to give you a three-point stub for that one as well. So it's two extra dice plus two willpower that can surpass your current, your total willpower. So how does willpower work here anyway? Uh, In what sense? So you can spend it to get an automatic success on an attack. Uh, Can you use only one per roll? That is correct. One per roll. All right. So I'm going to use excellent strike on this. So I'll have another success. It's two free successes. And if I have a melee charm, I can also double my melee with moats, right? If you have the excellency, yes. And I got one, so it's four total. Nice. That is enough to hit. That was very clutch, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Now roll my 17 dice. All righty, then. That's six successes. Excellent. As your whirlpool knocks the tentacles kind of waving around as if they're palm trees in a hurricane storm, you come around and you simply slice it in just the right spots that it causes the tentacles to lose the tips. And then it completely, all four of them, withdraw back into the ground and flee from your guys' presence. Nice. Good work. Suma looks very relieved that you guys were easily able to dispatch the monster. Perhaps you you will be able to defeat the demon after all. Come, we must collect the last artifact. And she will lead the four of you back up the cliffside, climbing back up to the island. Volcano time! Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs, Gameplay, and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts, or just media in general, that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by, we hope to see you there.